Now, it's Health and Wellbeing with naturopath Peter Mullen. Well, you may notice that, in fact, uh, it's not going to be Peter Mullen when David Marston comes along. He's from Mullen Natural Health Centre, though. But I should say, David, that it's uh, not Mark Rourke either, as it normally is. So, uh, <laughs> no, it's, uh, kind, so it's, it's a, a bit of a different morning, isn't it? It is a different time. So what are we up to today, David? So, so we're going to be talking about one of my favourite subjects uh, that I'm very passionate about is the thyroid. So we're going to be talking about um, some of the... Uh, yeah, symptoms that you might be experienced with a, a sluggish thyroid and then we're also going to be talking about what we can do about it yeah, in a natural way. Where is the thyroid, David? So, so the thyroid's situated um, in the front of your throat, so um, just below your Adam's apple. So it's a gland, is it? It's a gland, you know, and it's about the size of a, I would say a, a walnut. So it's not a very big gland, but it's extremely powerful. So it pretty much influences every single cell in the body. That's why it's so, why it's such an important um, gland to have checked out when we're when we're suffering from a lot of um, health symptoms. Yeah. So how does it affect every every gland? It, well, it produces things. Yeah, yeah. It? So it, it produces <laughs> it produces hormones. So we have. The main hormone that a thyroid gland produces is what we call um, T4, so thyroxin. Thyrox, um, thyroxin, an underactive um, thyroid, will, you'll find that your T4 levels will be um, probably pretty low. Mm-hmm. And your TSH, which is produced by the pituitary gland, mm-hmm. so a different gland, mm-hmm. um, is what stimulates the thyroid to start to work. So depending on what actions are happening throughout the whole body, so depending on things like um, where our um, metabolism is, is, various things like that will influence the thyroid. So pretty much it's a master gland is what we would call it. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, men and women suffer equally? What I would say is that that women tend to suffer a lot more with thyroid issues. But again, you know... Um, uh, men do do have it as well. So I would say that, you know, one in ten um, women would have um, some sort of thyroid issue. It can be genetic as well, so there is a genetic component to it. But we do see, you know, about one in ten. Now, that's, that's what is diagnosed. So there is a... And this is what I do see in clinic, is that a lot of um, thyroid issues are going undiagnosed so they're actually what we call a subclinical mm-hmm. so they're not exactly um, what we call so we have testing ranges and it's not exactly that the thyroid is you know massively you know out of range where we need to seek medical advice but what we do need to see is we're seeing more of these symptoms and I suppose one of the major symptoms Jane that we would see would be fatigue mm-hmm. this would be one of the biggest things that that come into the clin- to, that I would see in clinic with fatigue so it's where we lack that energy you know we wake up in the morning and we feel like our legs are stuck in mud you know that feeling and we just run out of you know our battery capacity is low type of thing so we lack the strength lack being able to exercise on a regular basis we feel heavy 
you know, tired. You know, that tired, our body feels tired. And even with a good sleep, we don't actually wake up feeling refreshed and mm-hmm. and um, actually ready to go again. So fatigue is probably the biggest one. The next one, and um, this is also very common, is weight gain. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So weight gain is a very common one that we see. And particularly, we would have people in difficulty losing um, the weight. So we would see more weight gain in people that have a a low thyroid action, so hypothyroid, whereas we would probably see in most cases um, a a losing weight fast, too fast, and that's more in the hyper. So one is a slow action of the thyroid, one is the fast action of the thyroid, two different areas there. So, okay. so, so, yeah, so, you know, fatigue, weight gain, um, dry hair, dry, uh, you know, dry skin yes. would be the other one. And that tends to sort of, even when we actually put moisturiser on it, it's not actually, um, you know, being able to, you know, become more moist. One of the things I have noticed, and this might be a good thing to check with yourself, Jane, is when you check your nails, yes. right, that you'll end up with them either being weak or brittle with horizontal lines on them. So not vertical, horizontal. And that tends to be a sign of... Is that with your finger up or... (laughs) I think it's looking straight at you. Okay, going So that that would be... um, Going across Yeah, that's right, yeah. So that that, that can be one of the signs, okay? Okay, So that's that's an interesting little diagnostic um, tool that we would we would uh, use look at people's yeah yeah dry hair yeah yeah dry hair is another one hair falling out can be another that's kind of the the quite a severe case of course but um i know some older men who are in that category absolutely (laughs) i don't know whether their thyroid's involved in that but but um but it can be quite severe Okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah. those are three of the signs yeah. we're looking at and we've still got another couple of signs. Uh, absolutely, to, uh, yes. Explore. And the other one, so these are very common signs. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. The other one is the sensitivity to cold. So yes. that's the cold hands, cold cold feet. Mm-hmm. Um, even on a beautiful, you know, sunny day like today, they, they notice you'll, you know, you'll feel their hands and they have that cold um, feeling. So, and, and it just doesn't, you know, it just doesn't warm up. So they'll always, you know, have to put an extra pair of bed socks on or something like that. Um, And the other one is um, uh, the, uh, um, you know, things like cardiovascular. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be issues that we can get there. Our our um, metabol metabolism mm-hmm. slows right down. Yeah. Uh, cardiovascular, um, and also too, don't forget that when we're dealing with the thyroid, there's a there's a there's the stress component to that. Health and well-being and David Marston taking us through all we need to know about the thyroid. And we've been looking at signs that show an underactive thyroid. Uh, did we talk about the temperature? Well, Low basal temperature? Yeah, yeah. Well, look, look, that's, that's one, one of the thing. signs that um, I guess that's one of the tools that we use is, um, is to measure our, um, uh, our basal uh, uh, temperature. So we do that on um, on every morning. First thing before you get up mm-hmm. is get out of bed. Before you get out of bed, is to actually take a temperature reading mm-hmm. um, and jot that down. Now, our our basic temperature should be about thirty six point four. And what you'll find is if we have a 
subactive, sub, you know, clinical um, hypothyroid, you'll find it'll be on the lower side. So it'll be around that, you know, 30, 35, it varies when I've done testing for this before, it'll, it'll fluctuate in that lower side. It can be higher, but, but it usually is in the low side. So this is one of the simple little tests that you can do at home just to see whether you, whether this is a particular um, area that may be um, affecting you. Because there are many things that can, that upset the thyroid when we, you know, like I said, it can cause many problems. So, so it's not just, um, you know, we think of just weight and in fatigue, but you know, don't forget things like um, uh, cholesterol, uh, constipation, pins and needles. All these things can be all, all part of that thyroid. So we we pins mustn't. Pins and needles. Yeah, and the, yeah, yeah. Like in the, the circulation or the down the down the arm. Down the down arm the, as well. Yeah, can one of the. It's not a very common one sign, mm-hmm. but um, it can be one of those things that can go. Um, we tend to miss a little bit. So it's that, but um, it's all very well to sort of have these. Um, symptoms of that, but we really need to test it. So that's done with a, a blood test. Mm-hmm. So, and we usually we send off to uh, the pathology uh, labs to get mm-hmm. these done. Mm-hmm. And it's most important to get a complete panel. What I've found um, sometimes a lot of my patients will come to me and they'll just have um, the thyroid that just the TSH done, um, and but. Which is good, you know. That's that's a fine test to get done. But if they're still suffering from fatigue, yeah, all those symptoms that we just talked about, sometimes it might be good just to see what else is happening. So we'll do a T T four and a T three. So it's very important to have these done as well as the TSH. So generally, I, I would look for the markers for a TSH to be somewhere between um, ideally. You know, you know, around about sort of one to two Mm -hmm. is sort of the range, but it can go a lot higher without too much trouble. I I would be fine with that. The T4, however, which is produced by the thyroid, really needs to be sort of um, somewhere between around that 15 mark. You know, so it's it's tested between 10 and 20. So we'd like it to be in the middle. It's never going to be ideal, but, you know, somewhere in that range. And that tells me that the thyroid is producing enough of this um, uh, thyroid hormone, okay? Now, the thyroid hormone relies on so many other things to, to work as well. So good nutrition comes into that, which I'll talk a bit later. The T3, which is the most active um, hormone, that's the one that actually makes all, all the difference in our, in our lifestyle. It's the one that's between, you know, four to eight times more active than the T4. So it's really important to have the T3 measured and it should be somewhere between, we usually look at a ratio of three to one. So if the thyroid, the T4 is 15, then we would like to think that the T4 the T3 would be somewhere around the five, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that gives us a clue then that if it's around three, then you and their T4 is 15, then you would be thinking that it would be on the, the low side. So our activity would be low. And um, we do need to know how we can keep our thyroid <laughs> healthy. How we can, yeah, tips for, for healthy thyroid. And this is very important to sort of look at these um, aspects because... You know, it's important to have this thyroid working well. 
you know, because it has such an impact with so many areas of our body, you know, we need to know what we can do about it. So we might have assessed that we've got a low-functioning thyroid. What do we do about it? So there's some couple of key nutrients. Because the thyroid um, is such an you know, important organ, it's mainly made up of iodine. It's about 90%. So most of the iodine that we ingest through our diet and nutrients and um, things like that is most of it tends to go to the thyroid. So iodine would be a really good um, nutrient to have and we always do a, um, an iodine test to assess you know, whether we do need to add iodine into our, into our diet more so as a supplement. Um, think about things like zinc. So zinc's very important for skin, dry skin, um, the the nervous system, but it's very important to help in that that conversion. So remember, we need to convert T4 to T3, and and selenium and zinc are very important to do that. And most of it is done in the liver, but it needs these key nutrients, these key key um, supplements that help with that. So one of the things that we need to do is find out whether we need to have it. And then if we do, let's, let's give it. Let's get that into our diet, into our supplements. So I would say iodine, zinc, selenium. Don't forget vitamin D. Now we think, well, vitamin D, that's from sunlight. We should be fine with that. It's surprising. I would say most of my patients that come in would be low in vitamin D, even though they may be a, um, a lifesaver. I've had a few lifesavers that come in and spending you know, a fair bit of their time, but they don't convert very well. So the sunlight needs to be converted to vitamin D through the skin. And sometimes we lack that enzyme that to be able to convert that. So it's very important to assess your vitamin D. Very good for getting the actual T3, that's the active part, into the cell. So remember that the blood test is just measuring what's in the blood, but we need to actually get it into the cell. So vitamin D, very important. Needs to be over, I would like it to be over 100, okay, in the testing. So, but even more, even a little bit higher than that. And the last one is iron. Mm -hmm. So iron actually takes that thyroid hormone, the T3, and actually adds it into the cell. So again, an important thing. So when you test those, when you're testing for your thyroid, Jane, the key thing is to do the T4, T3. Don't forget your vitamin D. Don't Don't forget your iron. Maybe even if you if you wanted to, you could do iodine and zinc and selenium as well. So there's a lot of assessment that needs to go in before we can sort of rush out there and say we've got a thyroid issue. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now tell me about stress because that might okay. have a bit of a absolutely. Impact as so well. so I think stress is probably one of the key drivers of what leads to a thyroid problem, and if we're not addressing that, then then we're not really treating the person as a whole. And this is, this is the, the thing that I, f- I feel is missing, is that we just look at the thyroid, that little walnut-sized gland, and, but we forget about all the other things. We forget about our, our um, uh, stress said. So it's very important to address that. What are we doing about that? So we need to actually make sure that we're getting some B vitamins in there. So there's some key B vitamins that B6, B12, B5 that are actually very good at addressing that. Don't forget magnesium as well. So that's very good. All also nothing like a good night's sleep as well. So getting into bed at a, at the same time. So making sure that's the same time every night. So getting to bed and they say that the most important time is 
the the hours before bedtime that is very important so we should be in bed by 10:30 at the latest mm-hmm. and then getting up at the same time every morning mm. yeah yeah so it's very important and this helps your your body to recover yeah and what about diet well diet's a, it's a whole other area so diet there's a couple of things that i always would always would suggest when p- starting people on a thyroid um, regime is they must avoid gluten and dairy. Mm-hmm. How does that go? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so, so. Fortunately, nowadays there are a lot more gluten-free products, and I know it's a bit of a buzzword, but it really upsets that thyroid. Some of the hormone enzyme actions reco- are upset with that. We must eliminate and refine foods. So those those carby foods yeah. as yeah. well. Yeah, okay. So things we can eat with gay abandon would be? Well, we need to eat things like um, sunflower seeds, right. pumpkin seeds, mm-hmm. things like that, um, Brazil nuts. The Brazil nuts has, for Brazil nuts, mm-hmm. has a- enough selenium for your thyroid. So we w- need to think about fish, um, miso, things that actually ha- contain things that have iodine in them, Okay. And finally, exercise. Exercise? Well, we all know the importance of exercise, but not only for our mental health, but also because it gets things moving. It's very, very good to help get our heart pumping, burns our calories, elevates your moods. So it helps. We've talked about stress, so exercise is part of that. Getting out in the fresh air and sunshine. We should be doing that for about 30 to, 30 to 60 minutes a day for about three to four times a week. And thank you very much, David Marston. That's our look at the thyroid today. Fantastic, Jane. And next week, um, we're expecting Peter to be back. He's going to talk about healthy skin. Yep, skin again. FM's health and well-being. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.